Hey guys, this is G and Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. The two of us bonded over our stepmotherhood experiences, and we want our listeners to feel like you're sitting right here with us, drinking your beverage of choice, and going, yes, hell yes, me too. We get in-depth about the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. We get real and sometimes use profanity, so keep that in mind if you have little ears around. To make it simple, we'll always put the E for explicit in our title. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina. And Gannett. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Um, episode two of season two. We're, We're not annoying. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Um, this episode, we are focusing on our top frequently asked questions. Mm-hmm. So through our social media, through our emails, we get asked questions and we are answering the top questions that we get asked most often. Mm-hmm. Let's start it off. Number one, how do you handle being the non-preferred house? Oh boy. I feel a little targeted. No, I'm just kidding. This is for you to answer. Yes. Well, it fluctuates. Um, yes. Boiling it down, if my husband and I were to be like, does you like to be with us more or her? It is absolutely her. And let me tell you why. He likes to be with his mom because there are, and for an eight-year-old boy, mm-hmm. this is very understandable, and I feel like <clears throat> understanding the reasons why we're the non-preferred house um, is essential in being able to interact with him in an effective way. We can be compassionate to his experience in that for an eight-year-old boy, yes, a house that he is the only child. Right. Right. He gets to watch TV or movies anytime he wants. He gets to play video games anytime he wants. He gets to eat the food that he prefers because she does not adhere to the dieting plan. Mm -hmm. Um, He's also a kid that doesn't... He's At eight years old, he's scared of, like, certain things, which are very age-appropriate, but our house is on five acres of property. We have wild animals. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Describe for the listeners your wild animals because you're not just going to go past that. Uh, we have a bear problem. <laughs> a bear problem. We have a bear problem, which honestly he doesn't even know about. He doesn't even know that we have Thank bears. Goodness. I know, and that's this is why we don't tell him. But he hears the coyotes... He sees the deer. The coyotes. The coyotes. I mean, okay, so we say Seattle area. We're I'm about like 45 minutes east of Seattle. Mm-hmm. That's where we live. But like we work around like Seattle. Right, so it, right. you know, whatever. Anyway, all that to say, his mom lives in an apartment complex off of a very busy street. Mm-hmm. So to him, normal sounds are like city sounds. Mm-hmm. So half of his life, he hears cars and car alarms and dogs barking and people walking around in their apartment that he is neighbored to. You know, like that's his normal. Sure. When he's at our house, he hears 
birds. He hears the wind. He hears branches swaying. He hears coyotes howling. <laughs> he hears wrestling in the bushes, you know? <laughs> like, that's like, he hears planes overhead. Like, that's what he hears. So, right. anyway, sometimes he that that is what kind of elicits some things where he's just like, why do we live so far away from people? <laughs> And my husband's like, because we don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> we want to live far away from the people. <laughs> so we are the non-preferred house because we have expectations. We have rules. Right. We have chore lists. We have um, boundaries and... Structure. Structure. We have bedtime routines. Mm -hmm. We have all those things. And for an eight-year-old boy, it's a lot easier to just be like, I just want to do whatever the fuck I want to. Um, and most often we hear his complaints on transition days, mm -hmm. um, which is normal. Right. Like, I feel like, you know, again, <clears throat> for those new listeners... This little kiddo has been doing this his entire life. Yeah. And in recent conversations with him, it's been like, buddy, you've been doing this your entire life. And he's like, like me thinking you should be used to this by now. Like, this is just how it is. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, mom, but I've been doing this my entire fucking life and I'm I don't want to do it anymore. Right. That's not what he said. He didn't say the F word, but <laughs> I knew it was there. <laughs> So, when he's talking about the differences that he's noticing, it's it can sometimes come out come out like, you know, obviously he prefers one over the other. <clears throat> the road that's easier mm -hmm. is his mom's, um, especially since his little little sister is in the picture. Right. He has to share toys. He has to share attention. He has to share pretty much everything, and. <clears throat> it's hard for all of us. Like we recognize that it's hard for him because 50% of his, of his life, he doesn't have to do this, but 50% of our lives, we don't have to do it. Sure. My daughter only sees him half of her life mm -hmm. and she only shares her toys half of the time. And then my husband and I only have two kids half of the time. Mm -hmm. So, um, but to go back to the question of how do we handle being the non-preferred house? It's a lot of saying things like, well, I know that that's how you do it over at, at your mom's house. And that's okay. But two houses are two houses and there's different rules. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's going a little bit deeper than that and explaining why we have rules. Like, well, we find value in you not having that much screen time. Like, we don't want you to always be on the nintendo or always be watching movie we are on five acres of property we want you to go outside and we play. want you, yeah yeah <laughs> we want you to explore we want you to play on the swing play on the trampoline we want you to do things um so we try and just kind of switch it and be like yes we know that this happens for you over there that's great however you're here mm -hmm. and this is why we value this <clears throat> when he gets more emotional and it's like why can't we all live in the same house? That's when it becomes a little harder. How do you handle that? <sighs> Wine. Yeah. Mm. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's when I want to be like, well, your mom is fucking crazy. Yeah. So I will never live with her. <laughs> I'm like, kid, man, why are you making me have it have to like dig deep into my maturity? Like, do you know how I'd really just want to like be real with you right yeah. now? No, fam, it's not happening. <laughs> I think I think the most real I've gotten with him is, well, you know how we do things differently, right? Well, yeah. Okay, well, <clears throat> because we do things so differently, that's why we can't live together. Because we just don't agree on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And that's why it didn't work out. Because my stepson has this really weird idea that we all live together at one time, which is not true. Um, I feel like it's not my place to be the one to break that to him. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nah, man. I never live with your mother. <laughs> never will. Nope. Um... <laughs> So we, I just try and keep things. And what's really interesting about even explaining this as I'm saying it, I am the one that's having these conversations with him mm. because my stepson <clears throat> tends, and I don't really know. Here's the thing. His mom has only ever really been single. He's never had like a stepdad figure. So he only ever really knows his mom. And his stepmom and his dad. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes minimize how he feels about me. And I just chalk it up to, like, he's used to his mom 50% of the time. So it's really easy for him to come to our house and be like, my other mom. Oh, and then there's my dad. Mm-hmm. Because I fill all these different roles for him. And so he often talks to me about the hard stuff. And he asks me the hard questions, to which I then go upstairs and I'm like, hey, babe. <laughs> Why do you think that is? That what? That he asks you the hard questions or comes to you for the emotional <clears throat> um, part of it. My husband, bless his heart. Bless his heart. <laughs> Even when he's talking to me about some stuff, he and he admittedly struggles to articulate himself in some ways. And... Um, the way that he just processes things and the way that he like says things, he gets kind of like in his head about it and he takes a long way to explain things and whatever. Even when he's talking to me, sometimes I'm like, babe, I need you to speed it up. Like just speed it up. When he was recording like last season for an episode, there were times when I was like, babe, you need to just keep going. Like, keep it going. (laughs) Like, cause he just got all heady about it. And I'm like, okay, So I think sometimes, like, that's what he does with our kiddo, where it's like, buddy, like, this is why, and this is blah, 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 blah. And I think he just kind of, like, loses his tracking, Mm -hmm. and our kiddo is just like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about now. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, with bless his heart, I think that's some of it. Mm -hmm. I also have a background working with kids and I can speak to him on his level and I can speak to him in a language that he'll understand and even though he's eight I know emotionally and cognitively he speaks more like a mature six-year-old so I kind of meet him where he's at Mm -hmm. and um, I think he just kind of senses that sometimes yeah so that might be some of it but it's like a lot of pressure on me to have those hard conversations absolutely and I feel like responsible in a lot of ways for why we're like the harder house Mm -hmm. because even though my husband is strict in a lot of ways I feel like I'm the one that 
makes it like I'm the one that um, keeps it that way, like maintains it. Sure. Wow. That was my wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. <laughs> sure, because you value the structure. In your yeah. Home. You like the schedule and the stability yeah. and all that stuff. And especially with a two-year-old, it's like. We do this with or without you. Mm-hmm. Like, you are here or you are not here, and we still have minimal screen time because I don't want my daughter watching a lot of TV. And everyone goes to, or, you know, the kids go to bed at 8, and before we go to bed, we brush teeth and we put on PJs and we, you know, all the stuff. So it's like, he's here or he's not, and we're doing the same thing. Yeah. And, so, that's, and that's what's being instilled in him, slowly but surely, right? Mm-hmm. He's realizing that they're not, you guys aren't going to shift from the structure you have in your home. Is this something he's, like, complaining about weekly, or is it just, um, it's usually depends just, on what's going on? It depends on what's going on. Like, a couple weeks ago, on our transition day, he was a pure fucking mess. Yeah. And I, I popped on stories to talk about it, because it was just so much going on, and I know other people could relate. And it was just him crying for his mom, and I miss her, and whatever. And it was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, on our transition days, admittedly, I have to talk myself into getting ready for him to come Mm -hmm. stay with us. And I say stay, and that's shitty. But it's like, 50% of my life Mm -hmm. is without him. It's hard, yeah. And it's a completely different life when he's there. And it's a completely different life when he's not there. And... It's taking me this long to just be like, that's okay. That's okay if my lives are different. Mm-hmm. But when I'm having a hard time with him coming, and then I'm laying in his bed and he's crying for his mom, and I just want to be like, yeah, I want you to go over there too. Yeah. It would be easier for all of us. Like, that's really shitty. Right. So that's when I have to really dig deep and be like, honey, I know it's really hard, and I understand that you want to all live together, but that's just, not, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> um, being the non-preferred house sucks, but at the same time, it takes a lot, or not at the same time, it sucks. <laughs> and... My husband and I have a lot of conversations about how we are going to, why we remain the non-preferred house and why it's okay for us to remain that way because we know that ultimately we're doing what's best for him. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. He has ADHD. He has anxiety. Even if he didn't, kids shouldn't have a lot of screen time. Plus kids, (laughs) whether they know it or not at eight or nine or seven or six, they need the structure. In fact, they want it. Yes. They don't know that they want it. They don't know that they thrive on it. Right. Yeah. But they want it. And so right now, it may seem that you're the non-desired house, but Mm -hmm. I think in a couple of years, it will click for him. Mm Mm-hmm. And it will make sense. Yeah. And and we try and show him the cool things that we do have. Like, yeah, we live on five acres of property, but it's like, dude, you can go out and play and throw your ball, and you can get to swing, and you can run around, and you can yell as loud as you want. You can ride your bike and... Yeah, you're not going to get hit by a car. Like mm-hmm. you're, It's like, these are the cool things. And once we point those things out, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool or whatever. And it's fine. And it's like, I have to be okay with him not seeing the positives of it mm-hmm. and just knowing ultimately we're doing what's best for him. Right. And, I mean, even this past Christmas, it was like, because... Up to this point, my husband and I had been like, no, we're not doing video games. We're fucking not doing video games. Because every time we would get him, he'd be like, I played 
whatever video game and blah, 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 blah. And we're like, oh, where did you play that? And he's like, oh, at my neighbor's house. Because, you know, she lives in an apartment, so there's, like, neighbors. We don't have fucking neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> they're four miles away. Yeah, our neighbors are a little far away, and they're all, like, really fucking old, and they have their own cows. <laughs> like, those are our neighbors. <laughs> I want to hang out with those guys. <laughs> right? So, and there's, like, no kids. And, like, that's what we understand about our kid is, like, he wants to be social and stuff. And so we try and do those things in a different environment. Anyway, so he's complaining about these, like, or not complaining, but he's, like, telling us about these video games and stuff. So this past Christmas, my husband looked at me and he was like, so I was thinking about getting the kiddo um, a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. Oh, shit. And I was like, say what? Like, <laughs> that is not what we have in our house. And he looked at me, dead in the eye, and he was like, do you want to be the cool house? Boom. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I do want to be the cool house. Can we just be the cool house for once? Yeah. So guess fucking what? We are the cool house. We have the Nintendo Switch. He gets to play. It's monitored. He has an, a set. He, it's still structured. Right. He still gets to play video games, but it's in a structured way that we're comfortable with. So mm-hmm. we find ways to go around it and and give in to, like, little bits of what he gets from the other side, but within our comfort level. Yep. So I think that's what we, like, continue to try and do. Um, <clears throat> but we also, like, always make a note of when he does want to be with us. Like, because, just because he cries every Monday, wanting to be, not every Monday, he didn't cry this Monday, but just because he cries on Mondays, like, wanted, wanting to be with his mom or whatever, he also complains that he doesn't want to go back to her on Sundays. Right. When we're preparing him, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, buddy, okay, you're going to do that, but I, I want to stay with you guys, I'm going to miss you too much, I love you, and like, that is when I just... I soak it up and I store it away and I keep it there until the next Monday that we get him when it all happens again because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is just the way that he's processing his own life. Yep. And it fucking sucks for him. It does. And it sucks for us too. Mm-hmm. And it's just the situation that we're in now. It'll pass. It'll change. It'll evolve as he gets older, as we get, you know, change and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. so I don't know. To answer the question, <laughs> um, being the non-preferred house sucks, but you have to stick to what your values and morals are as a family, what you feel is important for your family. Yeah. Um, our kid was not used to, 50% of his life, not used to sitting at the table to have dinner. Yeah. And that is what we do every night. I have always enjoyed that when I grew up about having dinner at the table and talking about our days and stuff and so our kiddo kind of struggles with that sometimes and I'm not going to give that up like just to accommodate him and be the cool house like what no. does what does she do what does bio mom do with, with front dinner? Of the tv oh, okay yeah which I did as a kid too but it was like a special treat it was a treat yeah 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 which like we do sometimes Mm -hmm. but still it's like out of convenience like it's like no let's just get dinner done like let's have dinner let's talk let's chat like whatever and then we can go watch tv Mm -hmm. so i don't know i just say like really talk to your spouse about how you want your family to run and stick to it Mm -hmm. and if you're making the decision that's best for your kids then you're making the best decision yep and settling for you know cool points 
Um, it only goes so far. It only goes so far. And then finding ways to still get cool points, but still hold true to what you value and what you want um, in your own home. Right. And, and, and what you guys haven't heard from him, and you will, I, I promise you, you will at some point as he gets older, you do have cool points. Yeah. Because you're, you're the non-preferred house, right, right now, but it's with a purpose. Mm-hmm. And he's going to realize that purpose, and it's going, like I said earlier, it's going to click for him, and he's going to realize what stability and structure, how much it impacts his day-to-day. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 All right. Question number two. How do you let go of the feeling of needing to be accepted by Biomom? Oh, my goodness. Let me repeat that. How do you <laughs> how do you let go of the feeling of needing to be accepted by biomom? That is a loaded question. I'm gonna I try f- to make this short. I feel like that's like um, almost like a very normal feeling to have in the very beginning. Sure, because you're hopeful and mm-hmm. you have this like idealistic kind of idea idealistic idea of what a blended family looks like. Sure. You're entering with a fresh pair of eyes and you're like in this said, you're in this new relationship with mm-hmm. your with your partner. You have this kiddo and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I love this person and he has he or she has this child mm-hmm. and I want to be involved in any way that I can and I am coming in with good intentions and like you come in with all this like positivity." Mhm. And then, if you're anything like most of our followers, yeah, you're met with hostility, uh, conflict, uh, judgment, mm-hmm. uh, pushback, all the negative things. Right, and so you have to parallel par- parallel parent because of that, right? Because you're most not often. on the same yeah. page. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, I think um, for the step parents, most of us being step moms. Uh, the idea that you have to or society prefers that the parents get along, uh, the step parents and the bio parents and the bio dad or mom, whatever the scenario is. But I mean, listen, Frozen came out. <laughs> Who was it? Elsa or Anna? Which one? That said, let it go. Oh, that was Elsa. Elsa. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. And, he, and here's the reason why. When you enter these relationships, this is just, this is from my perspective and, and this is my, my spiel that I preach. Um, I never entered the relationship with the idea that being friends with BioMom was going to make the situation better or ideal. The goal was to, number one, be with my partner, be with my husband. And then number two was to do the best we can for this kiddo and provide this child the best uh, day-to-day life that, they, that we can provide. With that being said, if you are friends, friendly, respectful to the bio mom, that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. If that's your scenario and you want to live in it, that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. If this other parent, this biological parent and these step parents come together and they have common goals and that goal is to raise the child to mutual the best of your ability, mutual respect, yeah. there's no animosity, there's no bitterness. And even if there is, it's able to be communicated and handled. Or compartmentalized. And, yeah. like that's, if, you're, if you're a bitter ex, and you want to push that to the side because you know you see the step parent who's doing great with your kid, and you're right. like, 
I'm gonna go ahead and just cool. push my feelings to the side. And that's I'm gonna wonderful. Focus on the kid. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, it's okay because at the end of the day, I feel it shouldn't be a goal to be the friend or to uh, want to be the friend of the of the biological parent because I feel like what I've been seeing or what I've been hearing or what I in the community in the in community mm-hmm. is um, this level of uh, just um, what's the word I want to say? Whether it be acceptance is one thing, but it's almost like women feel validated, or, validated, or they feel they they've leveled up. They they've they've achieved what society wants us to achieve, and that's oh, I'm friends with bio mom. And then you've like, and, and then you pose the question the top to your stepmoming, right? Like, like oh, I've reached the I'm I'm at the pinnacle. I'm I mean I'm here I'm here with my goals, but. Really, I if mean, if I'm friends with by a mom, then I am the I am the stepmom. I have achieved exactly, all. Exactly, like sure. that's my that's my friend. That's, that's the my, Olympics of being a right. stepmom. Absolutely not. <laughs> because since when? Since when did I, did we need the approval? And I'm I'm gonna speak to women here specifically. Since when do we need the approval of another woman to live our lives? Right. So I'm gonna say that, and I'm also gonna say that we may need to approve of some women, whether it be our mothers, whether it be our best friends, our relatives, our closest people we value that we their value opinions and, and can reciprocate that for us. Mm-hmm. But since when did we need the approval of another woman because she had the past of someone whom you currently have a future and present with? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So why why do we um why do we lead with that? Seek that, yeah. And seek that, mm-hmm. that approval from another woman. Because the, the common denominator in this entire equation is the child, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not, I'm not looking for another woman to give me the thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Honey, I give myself a thumbs up. I'm good on that. So I just, um, yeah, I just, I, I think that uh, a lot of us step parents uh, 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 need to just take, take a step back. And realize that the child, uh, as long as you're providing the love, care, and support in your own home, and hopefully the bio parent is on their end too, that's all they need. Mm-hmm. To see you guys laughing together and all that, it could be a bonus, but it's not going to make or break their childhood. Right. And that's my true belief. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even want, when I really think about it, I don't even really seek the approval of my stepkid. Mm-hmm. I'm here with or without him. Mm-hmm. I, I focus on my relationship with my partner and that if we're cool and we're working together and we're working towards the same future, that's all that matters to me. As long as he's by my side and we're battling this together and right. he's got my back and I's got, I have his back and mm-hmm. whatever, it doesn't matter whose approval I have. Even his, even my husband's mother, mm-hmm. I, if I don't have her approval, okay. Bye. Cool. Yeah. If I don't have, you know, whoever's approval, it's I chose this person mm-hmm. and with or without the blended family like dynamic, I am with this person. Yeah. And it's the all it's all the additive stuff that makes it more complicated. Mm-hmm. So I she has nothing to do with it. Right. And he, and he has everything to do with it. But I to go off of the question of how do you deal when you don't have the bio mom's approval, if your stepkids are giving you shit too, 
Yes, that is definitely something that is a real issue and heartache and all that stuff. But it it shouldn't make or break your position in your home. Right. And I don't know about you, Christina, but I have never been asked or I never had a comment from my stepdaughter about why I'm not friends with Mm, her bio mm -hmm. mom or why we Mm -hmm. don't do X, Y and Z. I think kids have a level of understanding. We underestimate kiddos. I say that often. We underestimate their their awareness, their insight. You know, they get it. So it's it's okay. It's, nope. It's weird. Yeah. Actually, our kiddo recently, he was like, because um, the Sonic movie is coming out. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> and it happens to fall on Biom's birthday. Not Valentine's Day. Valentine's yeah. Day. I don't know if I, yeah. I was like, should I? So here's a really fun fun fact, you guys. Fun fact. Fun fact. This was what's weird. Um, my husband's ex, bio mom, her birthday is Valentine's Day. My ex, prior to meeting my husband, his birthday was on Valentine's Day. Aquariuses, DM me. I want to know <laughs> your in and outs. Because apparently we do not vibe. <laughs> but anyways, yes. So our my our son, we're, he was like, I want to go see the Sonic movie. And it comes out on my mom's birthday. And I was like, oh, cool. That's great. Is she going to take you to it? And he was like, yeah, she's going to take me to it. I wish you guys could come too. And I'm like, oh, buddy. That's sweet. That's sweet. Well, we can watch it together another time. I hope you have a really great time with your mom. Like, that was it. And my husband just looked at me like, nice, babe. You handled that really well. And I'm just looking at him like, you the fuck? You think we're going to go on a movie with your ex? Are you kidding me? Come on. And on Valentine's Day? Yeah, on Valentine's <laughs> Day. I'm like, are you are you joking? Like, we give the illusion that like, like I mean, he has seen us. Mm-hmm. We have gone to teacher conferences together. We have shown up to concerts together. We have shown up to his... We did a joint birthday at one point. Like, he has seen us together, and we have a decent enough relationship with her where we can put on a straight face, and we can pretend that we're all fucking cool mm-hmm. when we're around him. He does not know the piece of shit she is <laughs> behind the scenes. And it is not my place, nor will it ever be, to ever show him that. Sure. Sure. I will just wait for the universe to show him whenever it's suitable for him. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to, that's, I don't want that. I'm protecting him from that. Right. Um, but, you know, will I make it very apparent? Like, oh, that's cute that you want us to be all together. That's never going to fucking yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Inside you're like, hell no. Hell no, honey. <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. So letting go of that need to feel accepted you wouldn't do it in any other relationship in your sure. life right and, yeah. it, and it's just it's just she doesn't define your role she doesn't define who you are and the impact that you make with your partner with with their mm-hmm. with the kids like you just she just doesn't right it's not as if the child is going to if if it's a scenario that where the where the bio mom is and the stepmom is a parent where the, the, the child's going to come back with a better attitude or a better outlook on things because the child is also going through their own journey. Mm-hmm. And so let them go through their own journey and don't let the relationship dynamic be the focus. 
mm-hmm. of it all and just continue doing what you're doing and um, I, I mean honestly if you're seeking that approval I think there's more layers to be discovered yeah that's yeah. what I think and, and once you get to that point it's like it's freeing mm-hmm. you know it's just focus on your relationship focus yeah. on everything else that would be there if the child wasn't there mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah I mean we we can go on this topic forever, <laughs> but what's number three? Number three, how much information uh, do you tell the kiddo protecting the baby mama versus lying to your kid? Listen, I'm going to need a refill. <laughs> yeah, let me get that. For this you. question. Hold on. Let's uh, take a break. All right. We are back with our drinks poured. Mm-hmm. Question number three again. How much information do you tell the kiddos? Uh, protecting baby mama versus not lying to your kid. I feel like you have more... I took a deep breath. ...experience with this than I do. Here's... I have a, a more recent example. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that listened to season one, episode two, License Shit, which... I just want to note is our most or is our least listened to episode. Yes, and I can. <laughs> I think it's because of the title. <laughs> it's not. They're not fun topics. Uh-huh. But here's what I will say. Um, so for the most part, because we are in the middle of court stuff, and because we try to do our best to, for some reason, protect this image. And, mm-hmm. and I say for some reason, but I know the reason. And that reason is because a six-year-old impressionable little child um, doesn't even know that her mom's a piece of shit. Right. But she does. She knows it to an extent, right? And as much but it's as her on like, her own. It's, it's on her little own six-year-old brain that right. hasn't fully developed. Into, she knows like, shit isn't right. Right. She knows something isn't right. So, you know, we're, we're letting her figure it out on her own. But, guys, let me put this in perspective. How the holiday break went really fast. Right. So we had uh, most kiddos in Washington State had two weeks off. We had her for the first few days, and mind you, she hasn't had an overnight with her bio mom since August. So she had a week and a half, about 10, 11 days. This is, I think, per the parenting plan, this is, as it is today, Mm -hmm. the most time that she's allowed to have with her daughter. Exactly. In the year. In the year. Yeah, in the year. So a week and a half. So um, uh, my husband and I took advantage of that time. It, it, we, we were so conflicted because we knew that it wasn't going to be the best case scenario, but the parenting plan is a parenting plan. We, we had to abide by that, uh, especially since we're in proceedings of family court. With that being said, him and I took a vacation, and that was amazing. But a couple of days before, I said to him, I said, something's going to happen. I know it. And it was a slap and Slap in the face of reality. Something is going to happen while she's there? While she's there. Yeah, we were nervous. We, um, he actually uh, reached out. And you out. guys were soaking it up in Miami? We, <laughs> <laughs> we were soaking it up in Miami, you guys. When I say a timeout on reality, oh, oh my God, I love Miami. It's beautiful. For those of you that live in or around Florida area, beautiful. It was great. Come or let us stay with you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Hit <know>. us up. <laughs> we got to ring in the new... I'm so excited. I'm coughing. We got to ring in the new year there. The weather was beautiful. The energy, the vibe, the food. Oh, my God. Um, 
So six days, seven days in heaven with my husband, and we come back to a slap in the face of... And, and what I was going to say is that he actually emailed baby mama and said, if Ophelia wants to give us a call, please allow her to do so. Of course. Mm -hmm. Nothing happened because she's not going to abide by that. Because that's how nervous he was. Mm -hmm. So we get back and we have about a day before we pick her up. We pick her up on Sunday. And I'm so sorry for those of you that are uncomfortable with it. I'm uncomfortable too. She had a very severe infestation of lice. Mm. Being there for 10 days. It was horrible. Uh, to the fact where we had to do home remedies for about two hours, primarily my husband, because I was fucking over it at that moment. But he took over then, and then I stopped and said, this is too bad. So I took the first two to three hours off of work the next morning and took her to have a professional treatment. I'm saying all that to say that while we try to uh, shield this child from her true reality of who her bio, who her biological mother is. Uh, this woman did not care. Uh, there were pictures sent, emails sent, uh, receipts sent, or two hundred dollars in professional treatments after a week and a half of being in her home, uh, in a under a designated time uh, with a parenting plan. So, going back to the question, how much <laughs> do you say? Mm -hmm. So. Scene, you get your kiddo back mm -hmm. after her being with her mom, her mother. Her mother at 7 p.m. And we even had to negotiate an earlier time. Because the parenting plan is fucking stupid. It's stupid. It's at 9 p.m. Who the fuck picks their kid up at 9 p.m.? 9 p.m. I mean, That's really. bedtime. I mean, really. For a six-year-old? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So we're like, hey, listen, she has to go to bed. But we knew. We knew that something was going to... Pop up. Pop up. Yeah. So... So... Kiddo gets back to you, mainly like her home, mm -hmm. back home, mm -hmm. and the first thing you do is a head check. The first thing she does when she comes back is go to the bath. Like how traumatizing. She goes to the bath and... And not, not any... It's necessary. It's like, necessary. It's a, but this, this child bio mom's issue, not yours. Exactly. Exactly. This child can verbalize that she hasn't been bathed in several days. And she was itching, right? She was itching. And you guys, when I say that she had rashes down her neck and to the top of her back that my husband saw immediately when she was getting in the bathtub was very, very concerning and immediately... We knew that something was going on, and it took us 15 minutes at most to realize how bad it was. And we went into immediate uh, damage control. Mm -hmm. And I, I was over it. I was over mm -hmm. it, and so, you know, we did what we had to do. What a fucking slap to reality I know, after like, getting back from Bitch, Florida. you're back from Miami. Just wake <laughs> on up. And so here I am, awake. And we go to the early morning treatment, 8 a.m. I set an appointment. We do all this. and Which makes you late to work. Which makes me late to work. I'm at work now around 11 a.m. And thank you to my job for being flexible. But in between this... But this is all baby mama's fault. Exactly. This know? kid has like, anxiety now around this. She mm -hmm. knows. And she's like, what's going on? You guys found stuff in my hair again? You know, she's questioning it. She's concerned. And... We had to tell her, you know, baby girl, you were with your mom for a week and a half. And within that week and a half, you got lice. 
And she was even open enough to say, you guys, I told her that my head was itching and she ignored me. Not only is that well, she infuriating. She care because her sister's exactly and has it all the time. Right. And my stepdaughter has a, a sister, a half-sister, and she uh, is also dealing with the same scenario. Unfortunately, she doesn't have the resources. She doesn't have access to us anymore to help resolve this. So um, in that moment, we were transparent with her. You left our home clean without insects or infestations of any kind on your body. Um, and this is because, uh, you know, unfortunately, your mother neglected to listen to you when you said your head was itching, when she refuses to clean the home. I mean, just so many factors. So um, for the most part, I will say that we, we do the best we can to shield her. But there's a time and a place, and that was the time and the place to say, listen. And it was her first day back at school. Mm. Think about this. Her first day back at school being off for two weeks. She went to school after spending an hour and a half at a treatment facility to get her head clean. Mm -hmm. And and this kid loved school. She was so excited to go. So I wasn't going to make her miss school. I was going to have her go late. Mm -hmm. All because of the actions of her mother, her mother, whom left her at her grandmother's house half of the time, which is a whole nother ball game. But I'm saying all of this. I'm coming back to in that moment. I didn't feel bad about being transparent with her. Right. Yep. Because she left with a, like I say, clean home, clean head. Right. And, and, and new bedding, you guys. New freaking bedding. That, Unicorn bedding. We got it at Macy's. We got it at Macy's. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, can she come and enjoy this? But no, she has to come with the repercussions of. I feel like in this scenario, it was so important for you to be as transparent as you could because she is she's exhibiting the negativity Mm -hmm. she knows this isn't cool man like i don't like this why are we doing this right and it's like that's the opportunity to be like well honey Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have to do this right but this is the choices that you're you know like i feel like for for us too when like we get our kiddo back on mondays and he and again another example of neglect or lack of care or whatever, our kiddo has severe reactions to gluten and eggs and dairy and all these Mm -hmm. things. And so nearly every Monday when we get him, he's reacting to something and he's sneezing and he's coughing and he has a rash around his face. And he is experiencing that, I assume, the entire week that he's with his mom. Oh, yeah. And so he gets to us and we immediately are like, buddy, like... I get him in the car. He's been in my car for like 10, 15 minutes almost every week. And I'm like, buddy, are you okay? Like, are you, do you have a cold? No. I'm like, okay. I get his lunchbox, open it at home. And I'm like, oh, you have a gluten filled bar. You have a gluten filled sandwich. You have all these things. And then it's like, okay, buddy. So sometimes I let him know, like, buddy, I don't give you, I don't give you these things because I know they make you feel icky. Mm-hmm. Or um, he's asked for the, because there's this certain like um, fig bar brand or whatever that there's a gluten free option 
and a like regular option, gluten filled option, and she gets the gluten filled option. And I've even emailed her about well, why it. Why does she do that? I don't know. Fucking know. I've emailed her about it, and I'm like, hey, just so you're aware, because we're not like a gluten free home. Like mm-hmm. I prefer gluten free because I just kind of feel better when I'm not on gluten or whatever. But I'm not intolerant like our kid is. Sure. And so, like, we have, and so I just let her know, like, hey, there, if there is a gluten free option and he reacts better to it, why not get it? Mm-hmm. And so he's asked me because they don't have an apple cinnamon version that's gluten free. <laughs> so he's like, well, why don't I get the apple cinnamon version? And I'm like, well, honey, it's not gluten free. And I mm-hmm. only give you the gluten free stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought I'm gluten free. Like, he knows. Of course he knows. He's been able to advocate for himself in several situations. Good and I'm like, him. well, honey, your mom doesn't get you the gluten-free stuff. Oh. Is it cheaper? No. It's the exact same price. Exact same price. What in the exactly. entire Exactly. Head? And I, like I've said, I've sent her emails and I've given him the information. But because it comes from us, because sure. it comes from me, because mm-hmm. of whatever, whatever, she makes her own choices. And... Those are times when I'm like, this is what, this is when I have to be transparent with this you. This is an appropriate scenario. Yeah, I can't fucking lie to you in any right. way to make her look good. And mm-hmm. honestly, I don't want to have to lie to lie to you to make her look good. And we shouldn't because for the most, well, majority of the time, I think you and I mm-hmm. do a good job at, uh, you know, protecting the kiddos. But there are some things... As much as we can. Listen, because we were in Miami. We didn't give you lice. Right? So, somebody did. Right? Like you can't, like, <laughs> you can't paint that any other way. Exactly. And when a child asks for help... Mm-hmm. Or when a child is experiencing something like lice or, like, a gluten reaction. Right. It's like, I don't know what to fucking tell you. I didn't do that to you. But I can remedy it for you. I can make you feel better. I can mm-hmm. make it go away. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't say, yeah, your fucking mom did this. She's a piece of shit. He doesn't mm-hmm. give a shit. I don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I really want to. But I say, you know what? I get you the gluten-free versions because I know that they don't make your face itch. Yeah. Like, don't you want that? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then that's what I'm going to do. Yep. And the same way that I, and I'm not happy about it because I never thought this would be my reality, but the same way that we check my stepdaughter's hair weekly because we just never, even though she has visitations, we, we're still on top of it. We're proactive more than I ever imagined we would be. Well, and you're in like super germy OCD-ish. Sure, so. absolutely. Anybody that knows me, I have a clean house. I'm OCD I, and all that. You but, always come into my office. Where's your hand sanitizer? Exactly. Where's your hand sanitizer? <laughs> but more importantly, it's, Bugs don't belong in our hair mm-hmm. or our bodies, point mm-hmm. blank. I don't care if you're a kid or an adult. So when it comes to that topic in regards to lice, I am more uh, vocal about my frustration. And, and my kiddo knows it. She knows. She knows the deal. No one checks her hair when she's at what she at actually says is the other house, meaning her mom's house. She doesn't even say mom's house. She says the other house. And I feel okay with that because... It's been two years of this, and, and God knows how long it was going on before we recognized the severity of it, but this kid has been impacted, so I don't feel bad mm-hmm. making her aware of the source, and that source is the other home, the home that's not taking action, mm-hmm. and for that, I don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like both of us have more maybe prominent examples when it's like, not, well, in your case, severe neglect, but Mm -hmm. very like physical, like neglect Mm -hmm. issues. I know that a lot of our listeners and a lot of our followers have maybe lesser examples of, you know, how, like, if bio mom is talking poorly about stepmom and dad and how you like handle that or whatever. Um, I personally don't have, I mean, one, my stepson is not very verbal, is not a great historian. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, I ask him about his day at school. He talks about Pokemon. Like he is ADHD, anxiety, undiagnosed, Autism, like, and I say undiagnosed in that he's been diagnosed with other things. I, I feel like you know, whatever. Well, you can't diagnose him <laughs> if she won't take him to counseling. Right. That that's that's true. But he's so high functioning, and I've explained this before. But it's just like, anyways, he's not very good at explaining things. He's not very good at explaining what happens at the other house unless we're very explicit in our questions. And we're very careful in how explicit we are in our questions because we don't want him to catch wind that we give a shit, mm-hmm. even though we do. And we only give a shit because we know that it impacts him. Right. Like the other night when my husband was like, hey, buddy, how come you didn't go bowling with so-and-so, which so-and-so is bio mom's boyfriend. And we're like, hey, we haven't heard about him in a while. What's up with that? (laughs) Should I I tell the story? (laughs) Tell the story. (laughs) So backstory is... Okay, so we've already established that bio bio mom's birthday is on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Okay? Here's the thing. And I shit you not, for the past four years, four fucking years, that is four out of five years that I've been an active participant (laughs) in this blended family. I shit you not, she has a boyfriend and the relationship ends between December and January. Oh, my. And do you know why? Here's my theory. Because her birthday is Valentine's Day. So these fuckers are like, oh shit, man, I need to break up with her. (laughs) I need to break up with her either before the holidays or definitely before Valentine's Day slash her birthday. Right. So every January or February for the past at least two years that I can count, our kiddo has told us that the relationship with her said boyfriend has ended. And so, sure enough, right on time, the other night, my husband is like, hey, buddy, why didn't you go bowling with so-and-so? So-and-so is bio mom's boyfriend. Our kiddo, without skipping a beat, goes, who? My husband's like, so-and-so, your mom's boyfriend. And he goes, oh, she doesn't like him anymore. (laughs) The fact that he knows that much. The fact that he knows, you know that that's her language Mm because he doesn't talk like that. And I'm keeping quiet and just like rolling my eyes, looking at my husband like, oh, right on time. Right on time. Right on time. <laughs> like, that shit. I'm just like, oh my God. He knows. He knows. Yeah. He knows. Absolutely. <sighs> Kids, man. 
They know shit. They they know a lot of shit. They know, and you just have to remain poised, and you're and you just act more inquisitive mm-hmm. than judgmental. Mm-hmm. That's the key, folks. Write this down. Yeah. React more inquisitive and less. than judgmental. Yes. So my husband perfectly responds. Oh really? Okay. Mm-hmm. And. Our kiddo's just like, yep, okay. And then he's off playing with his sister. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my husband and I are looking at each other like, Fuck. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> Another one bites the dust. <laughs> I can't help. I mean, this is, I don't know if I've told this story before, but I'm going to briefly tell it again. My stepson has said verbatim, she keeps trying. She, as in his mother, she, she keeps trying to get married. She hasn't done it yet. Bless her heart. But she's keep, she keeps trying. Like, fuck, man. Like, stop introducing your kid unless you have a ring on your finger. At this point, At just this, stop. Yes. Just and stop. Can I just say this? <laughs> I saw something on, online the other day that talked about the time frame for when, when to introduce mm. your child. Um, and I will say that... A specific time frame was um, a year. A year was mm-hmm. it? And it was was year. advised. And here's what I will say in 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 connection to what you're saying about your guys' bio mom mm-hmm. and situation and her dating history. I don't. So think that, this is not one of the frequently asked questions, but this is a freebie. This is a freebie <laughs> because I just have to. Comment when is on the this. best well, time? And we had this discussion <laughs> at lunch today. We talked we a lot about at lunch today. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say is that um, there is no perfect time frame. Just like in life, there's no perfect time frame for a getting lot of married things. married or... Or having a child or going for your degree or getting that new job. Right. Things how, happen. How long were you and Jason together before you got married? Before we got married. Or, sorry, before you got engaged. How about that? Before we got engaged. How long um, were you together dating? Two and a half years. Wow. Yeah. My husband and I, mm-hmm. we were together five months before mm-hmm. we were officially planning our wedding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's no time frame. This is but time. your point is... My point is that um, with even though it's... Well, maybe it was a little over two years. So anywhere is from two to two and a half years. But with that being said, uh, we took the time that our relationship needed mm-hmm. and took. Right. There's no time. There's no outline time frame. But I um, was introduced to kiddo within a few months. Mm-hmm. And while I had certain feelings about it, I allowed it to be his decision as well. Or, or, or mainly because that's, that was his scenario. And he, wanted, he was actually more inclined to, mm-hmm. to introduce the kiddo to me versus me saying, you know, I, I'm okay with taking my time. I'm yeah. okay with taking my time. Jake, too. Life. Jake, too. And so I was like, no, you got to be my kid. I and feel I just, a little robbed in that situation, too. But. Yeah, I was almost like, come on, you're great, and, you know, and all this. That's fine. Also, my decision, I could have said no. I could close the door on that, but I didn't. So I say that to say... Trust in the relationship, the process, the length of time, and, and the individuals. Mm-hmm. But also, it. your history. But your history. So, I'm coming back to <laughs> mom. Now, if you've struck out on introducing your okay. child. So, let me just... You can speak to it better than let I me, can. Let me just give this <laughs> detail. Because I know you guys appreciate this. 
listeners, I fucking love you. <laughs> you. <laughs> so we've all talked and on social media. We've all talked about the little things that we do with whatever. Anyway, I'll let to say in my phone. I have in the notes section, because if you did not know this on the iPhone, you have the contact and you have a notes section in that particular. I have a list of the people that she's been involved with slash dating in the time frame that I've been involved. And let me just say, it's a lengthy list. Oh, damn. <laughs> mm, not the laundry list. And honey. so if you have this amount of people, and these are the only, these, this is only the amount of people that we are aware of mm-hmm. that she has deliberately tried to one, introduce us to, or two, just, casually introduces to via email of hey so and so is now in my life they're my perfect person and the rest is history yeah that's verbatim what she said the rest is in every person (laughs) oh my god the rest is history um if you've introduced these people into your son's life somebody wouldn't you think by this time you know what maybe i should just fucking cool it right Maybe I should just wait until there's a ring on my goddamn finger, mm-hmm. if that is my goal, because it appears that that's her goal. Right. Before I continue to introduce people, because let me tell you, our kiddo sees a stable relationship every time he comes into our home. But he sees a revolving door. He sees a revolving door every time he goes to her house. Mm-hmm. He he knows their names. He knows... I mean, we, we, we can only imagine the things that he's seen or the way that she treats people or that whatever, whatever, whatever. And he comes to our home and he, that's the only thing that we can feel good about in that we can show him what a stable relationship looks like. Mm -hmm. We can show him. And I am not, I am not the, I have never wanted to show my children this is what a perfect relationship looks like. No. Our kids see us argue. Mm-hmm. I want them to see us argue. I also want them to see us resolve conflict. Mm-hmm. I want them to see us bicker and get upset with each other, but I also wanna want them to see us communicate and handle things and uh, repair and make up and kiss and have things be okay. Right. Because... The childhood of seeing your kids never argue and then get them to, and then later in divorce or, you know, like, it's just, a, I want them to mm-hmm. see a reality mm-hmm. and all I feel he sees on the other side is excitement and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. And that can be, that can be impactful. Yeah. Somewhat damaging to a child. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think the lesson for her, for big mom in your guys' case is, you know, you tried it, you got excited, which, which I commend individuals that try to, at least in the beginning, say, you know what, I feel like this could be a future with this person. This bitch is hopeful. Has, listen, if it hasn't worked for the last 10, you should try something different. Yeah, stop introducing your kid to somebody. Right, and especially men. when you have your kid 50% of the time. Yeah. There is you 50% have of the time to date. To date. Just be a slutty Do whore you. on your time. Right, and then when he, he or she shows promise, in terms of a solid future or character, an int- a good character, and you want to introduce them to your child, mm-hmm. then you make that judgment mm-hmm. call. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I'm not sure if we answered the question. I mean, the question was, how do we, like, it's, it's situational. We never outwardly badmouth our mother. Mm -hmm. But when it is blatant in our face, we just kind of go with it. And it takes a lot of self. Oh, God. Maturity. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you better get your shit together. Because so, what yeah. I really want to tell this kid is. Yeah, and you save it. You, you, you be the mm-hmm. mature person. You be the person that you would want as a child. Mm-hmm. You be that person for your kid. Yeah. And then. You vent your husband. You vent your husband. <laughs> And you text your girlfriends exactly. and you get on your podcast and you get on stories yeah. and you get on whatever and you fucking email radical stepmoms and you're like, what the fucking shit is this? This bitch. That is what you do. <laughs> that is what you do. But you remained, you remain a poised, mm-hmm. mature, mm-hmm. beautiful, badass bitch. You yeah. can handle your shit in front of a child mm-hmm. and then you lose your shit mm-hmm. behind closed doors. Absolutely. <laughs> And yeah, that's okay. because I try to remember that you're creating memories for this kid and mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to remain in their brain for the rest of their lives because yeah. there is shit that I remember from my childhood mm-hmm. that my parents were like, really? You remember that? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. Yeah. That was a really important moment in my life. I don't know why I remember it, but I do. Kids. And I never want to be the negative. Right. In my kid's life. And I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it probably a thousand more times on our podcast journey. Kids know and remember more than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. Uh, my stepkiddo, she brings up stuff out of nowhere. Every toy, she knows where it came from, what holiday, whom, who gave it to her. I mean, we and, and sometimes my husband and I are baffled at her memory. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Kids, they their brains are working, guys. Yep. So we yep. have to be mindful of that. Yep. My my kiddo, he's like, hey, mom, you remember when you took me to that birthday party and I got my face painted like Spider-Man and then we went and did this and blah, blah, blah. He was like four years old. And wow. I'm like, holy shit. And I remember that day. I remember that day because it was such an important day for me as a stepmom because my husband and I, we were not husband and wife yet. We weren't married. Mm-hmm. My husband was, I think, working that day and uh, he... He got, um, kiddo got invited to his friend's birthday party and my boyfriend at the time was like, Hey, so he got invited to this. Can you? And I'm like, yeah, totally. That was me like stepping up being like, I can totally take him to a birthday party by myself. Totally. Absolutely. (laughs) No problem. I fucking got this. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm like, holy shit. What the fuck am I doing? Everyone at that birthday party looked at me like, who the fuck are you? You don't look anything like this child. Did you steal him? <laughs> Is he yours? I don't understand. Yeah. The kiddo, meanwhile, has, has already attached to me. I've taken him to this party. He's like, you know, can I have this? Can I have that? You know, whatever, whatever. And he's talking. Obviously, he feels safe with me. I have so much awareness of what the other people are looking at me like. Like, mm-hmm. who the fuck... I, it's just... It's so burnt into my memory that the fact that this kiddo remembers that that birthday party, he got his face painted like Spider-Man. And there... This, I don't know who the fuck this family was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But they also had, like, a petting zoo, like, come wow. to the birthday party. I don't know, fucking rich Seattle people. I don't I mean, know. Really. But there was like guinea pigs and rabbits and like goats and 
mini goats and shit. Fucking pet farm? <laughs> I know. So they all came to the party. And so he still talks about this party. And I'm like, buddy, you remember this? And he's like, yeah. Remember you took me to it? And I'm like, yeah. So he remembers it in one way. And I remember it in a completely different way. Because it was such an integral part of my stepmom journey. Mm-hmm. And it's a constant reminder of what this kid can remember and what he's capable of. Yep. And I keep that in mind as we move forward. And so anytime I'm having a conversation with him, it's like this metacognition of I'm like above myself, you know, like in those movies where you're like watching yourself die or something. (laughs) (laughs) Where you're like, holy shit, this is an important part of my life. I need to fucking handle this with grace. Mm -hmm. Don't be a cunt. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Or a cuntosaurus. Cuntosaurus. Don't do it. Don't do it. Be poised. Be awesome. Right. And then I save that shit later for my friends. Mm-hmm. When exactly. I send screenshots and yep. I'm texting in all caps. Exactly. Like- <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay. So we have continued on. All right. Well, next question. I swear we are still moving on. <laughs> Frequently asked questions. Ah, here's an easy one. Does Biomom know we have this platform? Ready? One, two, three. No. no. <laughs> and if she did, we'd again, be happy to talk about clapping. it. Clapping. Yes. Please listen. Learn a thing or two. No. Bitch. So <laughs> we, I get this question at least twice a week. I kid you not. How do you how handle, you know, by a mom, you know, knowing this or how, you know, whatever. She doesn't know. Um, luckily Gannett and I both have bio moms that are not social media savvy nor have any interest in our social media or looking at us or anything like that. And I know per our Instagram and our emails and stuff, some of you, um, which I give you all the love will comment or, well, I'm sorry, will DM us and say, Hey, I wanted to comment on that post, but bio mom looks at my shit all the time or creeps on me or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that fucking sucks. So special love to you. Like that's, that just fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, we, as far as we know, as far as we know, I mean, we, we certainly could have them be listening, but we don't know this, but here's what I will say. In episode one, I accidentally said my stepdaughter's name and for that, I felt a way about because my only job in my family is to protect my husband and my stepdaughter. I do not care if she's listening. In fact, I encourage her to care. If it creates any sort of motivation, insight, lights a fire under her ass to say, get your shit together and be a mom. Listen, by all means, listen. I will, I will put it on a personal thing and send it to you, whatever. Listen. As far as I know, they don't. But what I will say that Christina and I uh, don't feel apprehensive or whatever word you want to plug in about having these conversations is yeah. it's real. We're not yeah. making things up. We're not, yep. we're not fabricating or uh, expanding I- I- the truth. We're telling the truth. Yeah. Facts and are facts. Your kid has lice. Facts are facts. My kid re- reacts to gluten. Facts mm-hmm. are facts. Um, bio mom has a lot of boyfriends and she introduces all of them to the kiddo. Mm-hmm. Facts are facts. What can you dispute, bitch? Exactly. So once you have something to give me, then and make me, f- please give me something to feel stupid about. Mm-hmm. I look for it. Mm-hmm. And hey, 
Start your own Radical Bio Moms podcast. Mm-hmm. I encourage you. Let's hear it from the other side. Mm-hmm. Do we see those? No. <laughs> not from our not from our end at least. So no. uh, the- I I honestly will say to tangent that when because I am I guess a bio mom. I don't know. I have my own my own i've birthed my uterus has housed a child she's so cute y'all <laughs> she's so bum <laughs> i have a daughter so i am considered like a bio mom and a stepmom but i love when when bio moms are interacting on our social media mm-hmm. because i think it is such a beautiful perspective absolutely and i think it's needed to counteract some of the stuff that happens in our community. Um, but I would fucking love if our baby mamas had their own podcast because I would love to hear their perspective. Like, please, bitch, explain to me. Explain to me why you think it's okay to send your kid over with lice and an, an empty tummy to where a woman that did not create her uh-huh. has to physically uh, resolve those issues. Please, please tell me how. And then verbally assault her when you see her next. Yeah. Because you're so mad about it. You're so mad. And trust me. (laughs) Trust me. I win every battle. (laughs) But that's not the point. With that being said, um, I, yeah, we're, we're more than open. In fact, I am, and I can say we are proud of this podcast, this Mm -hmm. platform, and, uh, we are speaking our truth and isn't that what we're doing these days? Yeah. Absolutely. Right, speaking our truth. Mm-hmm. So if y'all, if baby mamas want to backlash or, or, or tell their perspective, by all yeah. means. Yeah. yeah. And what's great about it is our husbands have our back. 100%. And if yeah. they didn't, well. <laughs> We'd still be here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We have two questions left to power through. Okay. So we're going to power through. All right. Parallel parenting. Um... Uh, what does it actually mean for you and how did you start parallel parenting? So I feel like in the past couple of months, it's been a hot topic, um, uh, parallel parenting versus co-parenting and how exactly, uh, specifically me and my husband have made that shift. So, uh, for those of you who've never heard about parallel parenting versus co-parenting. Okay. Co-parenting. Co-parenting is the idea of being a co-parenting teamwork, um, having a cohesive, sort of outlook on a blended family, uh, collaborating, communicating about different, um, parenting styles, having structure in both homes, having each home kind of contributing, sorry to interrupt, contributing to the child's well-being to the child's well-being, Mm -hmm. um, having each home be cohesive and what word am I looking for? Um, structure and um, consistency. Yeah. Consistency in both homes, open communication. Uh, I think co-parenting. Lack, l- lack not lack of, but uh, minimal conflict in all of this. Minimal conflict, yes. Okay. Co-parenting is what is set up as this, the idealistic standard, the what you see as everyone Society. showing up wearing the picture perfect like matching t-shirts and everyone taking a picture together yes that is beautiful but what the fuck happens if that doesn't work for you or that's just not in the cards or that isn't working Mm -hmm. and my husband and i 
we're working towards that. We were working under the illusion that that was um, possible. <laughs> so we were sending emails to Biomom being like, hey, happy Sunday. You're going to be getting the kiddo back tomorrow. This is what happened during our week. This is what we're working on. This is what worked well. This is what um, was not so great. This is what you can expect. Like, what do you think about this? We are implementing this into our home. Here's the resources. Here's the link. I mean, I went so far as being like, we're trying to teach our kid how to tell time. This is the clock that we bought him to help him learn how to tell time. Wow. Here's the Amazon link. You should buy it. Or not even you should buy it, but just like, this is what we're using. She would reply, great. I will buy that too. She would buy it. Whatever. So it worked for a while. And then it got harder. And then our kid entered kindergarten. And he started throwing chairs and biting teachers. Mm. I shit you not. At five years old, this kid was expelled from kindergarten. From kindergarten. Wow. He's five. I didn't know that was a thing. That's a fucking thing. I didn't know it was a thing either. And we were like, holy shit, this is a little bit harder. So then it's like, okay, I enter the picture. Hi, I'm Christina. I'm educated. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm educated in all that is happening. Let's get him a neuropsych evaluation. Here he gets... Uh, diagnosed, and I am encouraging supports in the classroom. Blah, 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 blah. Fast forward. Biomom is in denial. She doesn't want to agree to anything. She doesn't want to get him this. She doesn't want to do that. She, he's just, quote, dancing to the beat of his own drum. He'll grow out of it. And I'm like, bitch. <laughs> That's great. He might grow out of it. Do you like? Do you want him to grow up just like you? Because that's what she said. Oh, I did the same thing when I was a kid. It's okay. Yeah. Uh huh. You're not that great either. <laughs> <laughs> We're not writing home about you. <laughs> anyway, long story short, my husband and I decide. You know what? This isn't working. She's not responding to emails. She's saying that she's doing what she's doing, but she's not actually doing it. It's it's just not working. It's just not working. We are getting super frustrated every week because he's showing up, reacting to gluten. He's showing up, saying that he's done these things when he shouldn't be doing these things, like blah, 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 blah. So I was like, hey, babe, let's talk about parallel parenting. Mm -hmm. And my husband's like, what? What parallel parenting? We're co-parenting. And I'm like, no, we're not going to co-parent anymore. (laughs) (laughs) This is what the fuck we're doing. That's really what our husband sounds like. Not really, Jake. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> so parallel parenting is when you're like, actually, no, I'm letting go of that idealistic idea. Yes, mm-hmm. it was beautiful and it works for so many people and that's wonderful and I applaud that. But do not force puzzle pieces that do not fucking fit together. Preach. Just don't. Just don't. Just don't. Let go of that. It's exhausting Mm -hmm. and it's causing so much tension within your marriage. Yep. Why do it? Here's a solution. You parallel parent. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. It's less conflict. It's less communication with bio mom. 
It's letting go of each house needs to be exactly the fucking same. Mm -hmm. And it's honoring, and this is the most respectful way I can say it. It's honoring that each parent diff each parent parents differently. They have a different style. Different even, values. Even me and my husband even me and my husband parent differently. Sure. Me too. And that's okay. Yeah. But it causes tension when there's husband and ex that parent differently. Mm-hmm. And when that causes tension and it always causes more emo and there's emotion involved and all this shit, it's like, okay, cool, let's just drop it. Let's just call a spade a spade. You parent one way, I parent a different way. Mm-hmm. You have your house, I have my house. Let's just call it what it is, and you do your way, and I do my way. No disrespect, but let's put the pressure aside. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. Mm-hmm. And so I sent this email, and I'm like, hey. And I say we, joint email account, you know, whatever. She doesn't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Side note. <laughs> we, we, my husband and I, sent this email, and it was just... Hey, this is what we're doing now. You don't get to argue it. If you try any other way, we're not going to respond. This is what we're doing. It's not going anywhere trying to do what we're doing. We're going to try it a different way. If in the future we can co-parent effectively, we will revisit it. But for this time, you have some trust to regain. Mm. And in that time frame, try and do that. I like it. Yeah. So, that is what parent, parallel parenting... What was her response? Uh, I honestly don't remember if she responded. Mm, probably not. Mm-mm. Per history. I don't think she did. So, the major changes in that were we were emailing every Sunday. And when I say we, I mean my husband and I. She would not every mm-hmm. Sunday. But we would because we were trying to be like, hey, this is what happened during our week. Just so you know. Um, we stopped doing that. Um, we stopped letting her know of things that we were trying in our house because this is this was straight up behavioral intervention that we were doing at the time. Yeah. Uh, this kid's like fucking biting people and right. um, throwing stuff and pooping his pants every day. Mm. Like we were like, you know what? You're not even trying, so we're gonna stop letting you know what we're doing because it's not doing anything anyway. Um, so we stopped the emailing. Uh, we stopped doing things together, so teacher conferences and all that stuff. We were just like, you know what, fuck it. I don't need to be around you as much. Um, those were the big things. And then moving forward, it's it's just been we talk about the most important things. Yeah. So if we want to get them enrolled in counseling, which people who are keen on our stories know my situation with that. Um <laughs> He's still not in counseling. Yes. And so there's that. But here's another plug. Um, As I offer to our listeners, if you are interested in the email template of how to introduce a parallel parenting approach to Biomom, I have that template and you can email me (laughs) and I will send it to you if you are interested in reading it. Um, (laughs) Radicalstepmomspodcast at (laughs) gmail.com. Yes, it's very useful. And, yeah. uh, Essentially, it's parallel parenting seems to be the not often spoken option of when... But we promise you, sorry, not to yeah, interrupt, go ahead. but it's so relieving once you implement it because mm-hmm. the expectations and the yes. just pressure goes away. 
If, and if you feel like you're failing at co-parenting and you are trying and trying and trying and trying and the consistency and the ideal and the relationship, if that is not working for you, parallel parenting mm-hmm. will probably work for you. There's always another option, guys. Yeah, and, and it's okay to let go of that ideal. Maybe that'll be something that happens for you in the future. If that is what you truly want, I hope it does. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, that's not something that I'm hoping for. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Either way, I just want our kid to be thriving. And they will. Parallel parenting, co-parenting, whatever approach you take, as long as you're doing your best in the household and caring for your kid, mm-hmm. that's the best you can do, and that's mm-hmm. enough. Yes. The pressure of trying to do it all, once you take that away, once you take that pressure of being friends with by a mom and having... Everything, you know, everyone's showing up to the events and, and all that stuff. Your kid can be happy even if they don't see all the parents getting along. Mm-hmm. And that, honestly, is what keeps me going is that my kid is happy. Mm-hmm. He's happy and, yes, he wants everything, everyone to be... But doesn't every kid. But is he still thriving? Is he still... Mm-hmm. understanding that mom and and dad get along, you know, like mom is in me. <laughs> yeah. And then there's his other mom, you know, like he still sees the these um healthy relationships and that's all I want him to gain from it. Right. And 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 just to add to that before we move on to our very last question is it's not even that they don't have to see the parents not getting along. They may not see any interaction or very minimal interaction, but what they do know and what's going to resonate with them in their childhood is their their experiences in their homes. So whether that's an exchange where there's no verbal interaction or whether they are at an you guys are at an event or everyone's at an event and there's there's no communication. That kid is not necessarily looking for that. They're just looking for who's rooting for them. Yep. That's it and that's all, whatever that looks like. So if you're rooting for them Mm -hmm. and you guys are on opposite sides of the field because I've been there, we are there, that's okay because it works. Mm -hmm. It works for at least for my stepdaughter. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? She knows. Her kindergarten graduation, opposite sides of the auditorium. She knows. But she had people there. She had people there. Mm -hmm. We were rooting for her on one end, her bio mom and her, her crew on the other end. She had it handled mm-hmm. and she knew the people mm-hmm. loved her that were in the building and that's what mattered and that's what yeah. she took away from that day yep so alright last and final last question maybe we should make this one quick <laughs> I don't know if we can are you ready okay how do you handle the tension when husband doesn't stand up to high conflict bio mom he better come correct no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no that's my immediate thought uh, I don't I don't really Okay, so have this problem as much as much, yeah. So I can. So one thing comes to mind. Um, so my husband has said to me many times, "quote Babe, I know her better than you do." End quote. <laughs> <laughs> In which I've had to be like, "Fuck." Okay. So even so what that means to me is even though I feel like we should respond to a situation in a certain way, 
He has this history with her that I am unaware of. Mm-hmm. And he has an idea of how to respond and what would be effective for the goal that we have in mind. And sometimes I just have to step back and respect that and be like, okay, fine. If you think that not responding is in fact responding, Mm -hmm. then okay. Mm -hmm. Because my immediate instinct is to be like we need to fucking text back and like or like we need email back or we need to i need to assert myself or whatever and my husband is really good for the most part at being like babe i hear you but i got this Mm -hmm. and here's a tip ladies if you have a phrase that works for you Communicate that to your partner so they can say that to you. Mm-hmm. So in this scenario, I am like livid. I am mad. So say bio mom has done something and I'm like, fuck this shit. We need to react. We need to, to step forward. We need to assert ourselves. She can't get away with this. Right. If my husband feels like... I'm overreacting and he tells me that I'm going to freak the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me I'm overreacting. Don't tell me to calm down. My Mm -mm. feelings are valid. Don't you even go down that road? Mm -mm. No, no, no. Don't do it. Even if he feels that way, Mm -hmm. there's a better way that he can say that. Mm -hmm. And there's a better way that he can say that in a way that I respect him. So if he can say, babe, I hear you, but I got this. That's all I need to hear. Yeah. That works for me. Yeah. So find that response. Yep. I agree. Now, if it's something that I feel really passionate about Mm -hmm. and it's like, no, for some reason, this cuts at me in a different way. This, you know, I just, I can't let this go. This is important to me. You have to have a similar safe word, safe phrase (laughs) that your partner can listen to and respect. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can, so just as that, just as your partner can say, you know what? I got this. You're cool. You can say something that lets your partner know this is not okay. Mm -hmm. And I need you to fight for me. Yeah. And for me, that is, I don't know what it is, but my husband just knows the look, (laughs) but it's, it's, this isn't going to work. Like I am pulling my card Mm -hmm. and I need you to, to have a little bit more backbone and I need you to fight for me. Mm-hmm. And he knows that. And that's the communication that we have. And the understanding with all that is you don't abuse that power. You use it when it's necessary. Mm-hmm. But you have that conversation and you have that communication of this bio mom will pull the shit. Yep. She will. That's expected. When... We don't know. Right. Sometimes that's not expected. But if you have that conversation and communication with your partner, they will, you, you already have something in your arsenal of how you will handle it. And sometimes I'm like, I don't really fucking care. You handle it. But see that for me, I was just going, I was thinking about that. That scares my husband because we, when you don't care. Yeah. Hmm. When I just, I'm like, okay, you do it. And he's like, well, what's going on? What do you think? What do you think? Tell me your 
thoughts. <laughs> Tell me your thoughts, you know? And it's like, you know, some days you're just over it. You just, mm-hmm. you really are over it. And, um, you know, in the beginning, when I first started dating my husband, he was very, um, you know, the, the relationship with Biomom was kind of this crazy experience. He was in the military for... 95% of the time and so he didn't really it didn't really click to him till he came off of deployment came back from deployment and was really understanding really the dynamics but with that being said when I came into it I'm like there's some things that are just off about her as a person as a mother you know mm-hmm. and it, it was like an aha moment for him so um but anyways Long story short, I think that um, providing perspective is an important piece for your partner because sometimes they're caught up in just taking care of the kid and just going through the motions and all that, but it's not always the healthiest. Mm -hmm. So providing perspective is huge, but then also, um, like you said, just communicating communicating it with them. Um, So when I, you know, uh, bring these things to... Well, now when I bring these things to him, he's like definitely on board. However, mm-hmm. like your husband, he doesn't mm-hmm. always want to communicate right, right. away. Mm-hmm. So I have to push him mm-hmm. or kind of like ghostwrite the emails. Right. And just say, hey, make it sound like it's from you, but mm-hmm. this is the real content of it. <laughs> Let me use a little bit more of obscene language to make it sound like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I forget where I was going exactly where that with that point. But it's a loaded question. <laughs> so I don't know. Like if you are dealing with the conflict of how do you kind of uh, move your husband in a way of standing up for you or standing up for your family or whatever. Because what I've gathered through my experience is my husband doesn't want to create tension. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to create more issues than he feels there needs to be. And sometimes he just wants to bend over and just let her do whatever because he he feels he's picking his battles. Mm-hmm. And the tension lies in when he feels he's picking his battles and I feel like by a mom is getting away with something. Mm-hmm. Sure, because the, the, they're tired. Right. You know? Right. And I will listen to my partner and I will be like, okay, yes, you see it this way. He, he will try and listen to me. But what I, what, what I will step back is when he gives me his safe phrase. Yeah. And he's like, I need you to step back. Now... It's been rare, but it's happened where both of our safe phrases have been said at the same time. Oh. Where he's been like, I need you to step back. And I'm like, no, this is important to me. Mm-hmm. And in those times, honestly, we give it space. Mm-hmm. If it's not something that needs to be handled immediately, we give it space. Think on it. Yeah. And we come back later and it's. Um, with the intention of, all right, we're giving it space. We both need to let this breathe a little bit. When we come back and talk about it, we need to have definitive, I like kind of like, I don't know, like, um, 
speeches like of here's how I feel about this. Yes. This is my stance. How do you how do you like a debate? Re- yes, like, like a, a debate. healthy debate. Like a healthy debate. Okay. And um, honestly, more times than not, um, I step back mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> because I can't give ex- complete examples. I'm sure I could um, later on, but on the spot. Um, it comes down to my own ego or it comes down to me trying to prove myself or it comes down to whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's better for my own self, whatever, my own mental health for me to just be like, all right, babe, I trust you. I trust that you got this and that you can respond in a way that's going to be beneficial for all of us. Mm-hmm. I trust that. Yeah. And, um, it to me is more freeing to do that and it makes my husband feel more um capable than it does benefit me and sometimes they need that they do need that they need that and especially I think, with strong women it, exactly as the stepmoms yes we're strong women we're very vocal uh we're very much um wanting to be and it's because we're so involved and we, because yeah. both yeah. of us are seen as mom figures. Yeah. Our stepkids call us mom. Mm-hmm. They see us doing mom things. They do. Yep. They connect with us in a way that they don't connect with their mothers. Exactly. And, and to add to that, I think the biggest, one of the biggest takeaways I, I, I'm getting right now from our conversation is to remind Everyone that's listening, um, that, you know, we, we talk about us having a choice. Mm-hmm. Your husbands, your partners, your whomever also have a choice. That's true. And they had a choice. They had a choice when they decided that they no longer wanted to raise a child with their particular individual that they created a child with. They also, and more importantly, had a choice in creating a new family with their current partner. And what does that come with? That comes with a lot of layers. But I hope in there somewhere is there a layer of protection and stability to where your partner has your back. Mm-hmm. Through the good, the bad, the ugly, and all of that. So while we could say, oh, we need to be in our P's and Q's and we need to support our partners, they need to support us too. Mm-hmm. When you had a high-conflict baby mama mm-hmm. coming at you. and you brought me into this situation <laughs> with your love and your goodness and all this uh-huh. extra stuff. And your sexy time. Your sexiness and all that. Exactly. <laughs> You should have told, or not you should have told me, you should remind me that through this all, through all of this, that you have my back mm-hmm. and this is one aspect of the entire picture. Yep. And so everyone has a choice. Yep. You know, certainly. Make so, it worth it. Make it worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. So just, uh, if anything, remind your partner of that. <laughs> you had a choice too. You had a choice too. <laughs> Okay, so I think that concludes our yeah. We should kind of wrap it up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking a lot. Um, so we will do this. We will definitely do this again with um, other frequently asked questions. Yeah, um, that was our top six. So if you have any questions, as always, DM us, email us. We love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, Schedule we- a chat with Christina. That's always a wonderful <laughs> yes, idea. So. If you have things that are pressing, if you just want to talk to someone that uh, will understand your perspective, if you're feeling alone, 
You can always head to our website at radicalstepmomspodcast.com and schedule a time to chat with me. And um, I would love to chat with you. Yeah. So, as always, thank you for listening and stay radical. Stay radical. Bye. Thank you for listening to Radical Stepmoms. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like in the app and share our podcast with your fellow stepmamas. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at Radical Stepmoms Podcast. Or if you have any questions or ideas, we would love to hear from you. And you can email us at Radical Stepmoms Podcast at gmail.com.